Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith, refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Saturday, October 31st, 2015. Dear Lord, certainly a season of work, 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 and you moving and much happening. Today, sign the papers to list the house, that is our house in Illinois, and Ted and Norman worked on the garage, and Christopher, our nephew, was here doing stuff with Joe, and we have done so much being led by a cloud by day and fire by night. I picked up another drug from Dr. Roland. Four Dilaudid, two Oxycontin, nine Advil, two Ativan, one Dexamethasone, a stool softener, and Prilosec. I read that short list of medication, by the way, because it does give you an idea of what kind of pain load Katie was carrying and how much medication she was on, meaning how much medication she was managing each day, but also how many painkillers she was on just to try to make it. I will also tell you that Ted coming to help me uh, pack up my garage was nearly miraculous to me. Uh, One of my favorite lessons from Ted when I ask him how in the world could he get so much done in so little time, he looks at me and he says, it's easy, Norman. You pick up the next thing and you put it in a box. That has become almost like a life motto for me when I'm feeling stalled out now. Just pick up the next thing and put it in a box. Katie goes on to say in Genesis 3.16, I have watched over you and seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 19, But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. Genesis 6, 9, Moses reported this to the Israelites, but they did not listen to him because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. Exodus 6.6 Therefore say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you up from the yoke of the Egyptians, and I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses reported this to the Israelites, 
but they did not listen to to him because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. Everything got worse as Moses tried to free the slaves. Did that help them see the necessity of leaving Egypt, kind of like us? That comment, by the way, is Katie just saying things had really come to such a pass for us of difficulty that we felt like it was God's way of saying you have to leave Illinois, the people that you love and the ministry that you're in, because you simply cannot stay any longer. And then I love this entry from Tuesday, November 3rd, 2015. Dear Lord, this morning, Joe had written a hangman, a little puzzle, you know, that said that Carson is fat. And so we talked, and he was very repentant. Then tonight, he told me what cut the cheese meant, but he always thought it was just a noise, and he had written a story about it. But when he learned what it meant, he tore it up and threw it away. Saturday, November 7th. By the way, Joseph was seven at this time. Saturday, November 7th, 2015. We've had quite a great weekend. Tom is home. We had a party for Joe yesterday with Ben and AJ. Gracious, boys are wild. We went putt-putting and bowling and had pizza and then went to Marble Slab and generally consumed Marble Slab, by the way, was the ice cream shop that Tom and Kayla had both worked at, and it was our go-to place in uh, Champaign when we lived there. Instead of going out for meals, we would go out for ice cream. Then we came home, and we watched Inside Out at a house showing at 4 p.m. on top of it all. Goodness. Then the Van Yees that is our good friends from Nina, Wisconsin, called and said that they wanted to get us a farmhouse sink for our new home. Then the builders hit bedrock, digging the foundation of our house at three feet, and so our house will be higher, which I think will be good. I got really nauseous this afternoon, and I feel kind of yucky. When the people said that our house would not do for them, I got discouraged. And now Michael and Sammy are here to help celebrate Joe's birthday, so that is very special. But then, I don't want to be like that king that you said to beat the ground with his staff, and he didn't, and you were angry because he wouldn't test you when you told him. And I'm wondering if I'm being that way about our house, because we do need it to sell in a big way, and you've already done big things, and I don't want to be disobedient. You'll find in the journal entries that follow that Katie does give a lot of attention to her house, because first of all, she's the mom, and she felt uh, very keenly the need to move, and also felt the stress of showing the house and feeling the financial burden of, you know, having a house in Illinois and yet building a house in Wisconsin. And so uh, a lot of her entries are kind of searching entries, asking uh, what God is trying to teach her or what kind of faith she needs to express as she trusts him with the sale of our house. 
Thanks for joining me for this episode of There Are Good Things Here. 